my mouth, that my lips may proclaim your praise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Some of you might remember a year or so ago, I told a story about a church that um, had been growing so much and uh, there was no more parking left for them. And, uh, but they happened to be next door to a business that was closed on Sundays. And so the pastor went to the business owner and said, I wonder if you would allow us to park in your parking lot on Sundays when you don't need it. And the business owner said, yes, absolutely. Um, you can use my parking lot for all of the Sundays in the year, except one. And, and the pastor said, well, um, which one? And he said, anyone, but there'll be one when you can't park there. And the pastor said, why, why would that be? And, and the owner said, on that day, I'm going to put chains all the way around the parking lot and you can't park there so that you will remember that I own the parking lot, <laughs> that it's mine. See, we get used to thinking that we own things when in actual fact it is God who owns everything, even us. And so uh, Lent is that time in the season of the church, when we're reminded that we owe everything to God. We owe him our very lives. Everything that we have comes from him. He first formed us out of the dust of the earth. You know that um, science about you know, a couple of decades ago, realized that our DNA strands um, hold hydrogen, a primordial element, carbon, and um, other elements. All of those other elements, except the hydrogen, are found in stars. And as the stars uh, grew and then died, all of the elements and the dust from the stars settled on the earth. So your DNA strands have within them stardust or the effects of stardust, the elements that have come down from that. So when we read that God formed us from the dust of the earth, Indeed, he did. And we are unique in all of his creation because in us alone did he then breathe his own breath. He breathed into the man and the woman and gave themselves to them some of himself. So this is the time when we start pulling away all of those layers of self-sufficiency that seem to just accumulate to us. 
right? Well, I can do it. Um, I own my own body. I'm my own person. Um, I was born. I can trace my tree back again. I know where I come from. And we forget that although that is true, we owe our being to God. That wonderful Psalm 139 says, I formed you in the womb. I knit you together in your mother's womb. Then, of course, it goes on to say, there's not a thought that I don't know it before it's spoken. I know you're going out and you're coming in. I know you're rising and you're sitting down. And we are each wonderfully and fearfully made. See, it wasn't an accident that you were born. It was God's desire and his design. And yet we walk away and we think, well, I can do it. I can do it by myself. I've got control of my destiny. I've got control of everything until something happens and we realize we have no control. But the Lord is still sovereign and always is. And as we hear in the Old Testament reading, the Lord is always calling, return to me with all your heart. Return to me with all of who you are. And that's what Lent's about. It's about being reminded that we sin and reminded that we die. But though we sin, and sin creates our death, we do not die forever. Because this also reminds us, as we walk through these 40 days, that Jesus also went through 40 days. His 40 days in the desert ended after three years with his death on a cross so that we did not die forever, so that although we say dust you are and to dust you shall return, as a reminder of our mortality, in Jesus we are immortal. We have been given eternal life because we have been renewed. This fallen nature is renewed in Jesus. And so we are invited, we will be in the ancient liturgy in the Book of Common Prayer, to the observance of a holy Lent. Now, if you're thinking about giving up something for Lent, um, don't think of it as your second New Year's resolution. Because those don't work, do they? They don't do for me. I have all of the best intentions. See, Lenten self-denial, fasting and all of those things, actually remind us that we can't do that in and of ourselves. We can't not sin. We cannot in ourselves not die. But Christ in us, allows us to be transformed, to gradually overcome 
sin. And so this is not a New Year's resolution. Um, If you're thinking about it for health reasons, I suggest you think of something else um, as a something uh, of self-denial or fasting. Because that's just your New Year's resolution redux, right? Um, Well, it would be for me. Uh, So what it is, is that we're called into this journey through Lent to remember that we are sin and that only through Christ and his sacrifice do we get to overcome that sin. So that at the end of the 40 days, when we come to Easter morning, the love that God has for us is so bright again. It's brought back into sharp relief. You know, we can go through life thinking, yes, I'm saved. That's really good. Now let me get on with my life. Or um, just, I know God, I know Jesus died for me. But it becomes something that we get so used to. But when we go through this period of 40 days and really dig into what it is to be fallen humanity, what it is to actually desperately need the God who came before we even asked, who came to die for us before we asked that of him. Would we ever have thought to do so? So this is about God's story for us, that indeed we are dust, And to dust we shall return. But that does not mean that life ends for us. Because in Jesus, life does not end. So you know there are lots of uh, lists out there of suggestions, of things that we can give up, of things that we can deny um, of ourselves during this Lenten time. If you were with um, us on the brunch, you'll remember that um, Leah Richardson told us to simplify our lives. Um, That meant the houses and our closets, probably, but, um, but it also meant just pulling away all of the additions that we've put on ourselves all of the self-sufficiencies. So here's one of the lists that you might think about. You might want to consider during Lent. It's kind of a different list. You might consider giving up fear. Now again, remember, we don't give up fear in our own strength. We only give up when the Lord helps us to do so. God is on your side. In him, you are more than conquerors, Paul says in Romans. To give up the need to please everyone. Well, I hope you there's only one you need to strive to please. That's the Lord God Almighty. To give up envy, Every one of us is blessed, and our value is not found in our possessions, but in our relationship 
with our Heavenly Father. To get Now, this is a big one for me. This is my besetting sin, or one of them. Um, to give up impatience. See, God's timing is perfect timing. To give up a sense of entitlement. See, the world doesn't owe us, any of us, anything. God doesn't owe us anything. But he chooses to give us everything. Let's give up bitterness and resentment. The only person we're hurting by holding on to these is ourselves. To give up blame. Let's not pass the buck, but take responsibility for our own actions. To give up gossip and negativity. Put the best construction on everything when it comes to other people. Always look for the best in them. And let's minimize our contact with people who are negative and toxic and who just enjoy bringing others down. We give up comparisons. Each of you have your own unique contribution to make, and there is no one like you. See, when the Lord formed you, he formed you uniquely. He didn't expect you to be somebody else. He didn't expect you to try and be Mother Teresa or whoever. He formed you to be you. And he delights in you. Let's give up the fear of failure. None of us succeed without experiencing failure first. Any of you who have children, it's the toughest thing is to let your children fall and fail. Because if they don't, they won't be self-sufficient. They won't learn to succeed. It's the same with us. Don't fear failure. Failure is the proving ground of success. Give up that spirit of poverty. Believe with God that there is always more than enough and never a lack. With God, there is always enough. Give up your feelings of unworthiness. As the psalm says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made by your creator. Give up doubt. Believe God has a plan for you that is beyond anything you could imagine. The future is brighter than you could ever realize. Give up self-pity. God comforts us in our sorrow so that we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Give up excuses. A wise man once said, if you need an excuse, any excuse will do. Give up a lack of counsel. Wise decisions are rarely made in a vacuum. And give up pride. Blessed are the humble. And give up worry. God's in control. And worrying will not help. You will not extend your life at all. 
by worrying about what will come next. God has you each in the palm of his hand. You'll never leave there. He's with you always. And so this is the time when we listen to that voice that says, return to me with all your heart. So that when we pull away all of these layers of self-sufficiency and we are bare before the Lord and know that he is all that we need, And then wait for Easter morning. Amen.